Quad 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts. It's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson. Sup, dudes! Back again. That's sup, dudes. Getting better and better every time I do it. With every episode that passes. And I lose a little more of the tissue in my inner ear <laughs> every time. I love it. But it's worth it. Uh, I love it. So... In a past episode, one of the more popular episodes I've done, uh, where I talked about summer camp memories, um, a friend of mine in high school reached out to me via direct message on Instagram, and he said, Ed, I love the show, but I really would like to see if you could do a high school one, because that's where his you know, reference with me and his life is. His name's Kurt Dwayne, by the way. I'm going to call you out on the show. And um, so I thought, why not? I'm going to talk high school here, and I'm going to do it again from a, from a guest that I've had on before on the show who's now back again, guy I've known since I was four years old, most interesting man in the world, Michael Winter. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Ed. <laughs> wow, another story just popped in my head. <laughs> Keep it clean. All well, right. It's semi-clean, but All I don't right. think it will offend. It's actually pretty funny. All right, cool. All right. So Mike was a high school classmate of mine, middle school, everyone. But we're going to focus on high school. Now, I know for a lot of people, high school sucked, right? I really think that if you were to ask the population of the United States about high school, I would probably venture to guess and maybe disagree with me, guys. 60, 65% would say they hated high school. I'm one of the few people, I think, and I think you might agree with me, Mike, that high school didn't really suck. It wasn't awesome. But it didn't suck. I enjoyed high school. In a lot of different ways. There was a lot of fun. Maybe it was because of the time it was. Um, you know, the looseness of it at the time. But let's get into it, shall we? So I came up with some topics. Instead of just like talking about this like I usually do in list form. But talking about like a topic. And first is, let's get down. Let's get right into it. Mike, craziest memory of either us together High school, anything in general. Well, uh, you know, again, I just told you uh, a memory popped in my head, and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to go way back. Okay. And we're going to go back to kindergarten. Oh, not wait, high school. We got to keep no, it. No, I know, but, but right. very quickly, I just remember Ed Nathanson, myself, I think Ron Doobie and John Fanara, and we just learned how to measure with a ruler. <laughs> So here we are, five, you know, and of course we had our elementary crushes. And it was yes. Like, was it Dina Sampson? Oh, was there? <laughs> yes. And that, oh my God, in my first Asian crush, Yoki somebody or Yoke Dolphin. Yoki Dolphin, yes. <laughs> but we did, we went out and we all measured ourselves. And, yes. and, Ed, and I think, and I also going to say that Ed and I were the two little kids. Again, this is PG. And we did nothing wrong, but, you know, we, we had nap time in kindergarten and the teacher, Mrs. Bug, would walk over everybody, and Ed and I would peek up our skirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Ed, is that true or false? Uh, that I cannot deny. I cannot <laughs> deny. Uh, uh, Your kids are going to love yes. this. All right, now high school. Yes. Um what is my favorite story? Yeah, your favorite memory, your craziest memory. Most crazy, oh, craziest, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to say it is... It is the high school scavenger hunt that I that oh, myself yes. and myself and a certain woman named Donna Savage. Do you know that name? I, I will talk about that name later. Yes. <laughs> um, so let me let me give a background to the story he's about to tell. Every year, this this could never happen today, but every year the senior class would have this off the books scavenger hunt. Dave, if you did something like this in Sharon, I'd love to hear about it. 
and entering was, Sharon. Right, exactly. That's that's his favorite sign, by the way, is entering Sharon. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> it all adds up. <laughs> we were off the books. We did this highly illegal scavenger hunt with things like lights off a cop car as part and, of the and mind you we're a class that was that everybody were the last graduating class of framing himself yes and we weren't active in anything like we just by senior year there was only five senior football play- everybody quit got lazy yes. we couldn't even have a variety show because nobody wanted, nobody to, wanted to do it but this we did everybody All right, so go ahead so myself, we put together the list of everything from, I mean, if you remember, we had like movie marquee sign. And, and, yes. and the one funny thing was, it was, you know, back when you had to put the little letters up on the sign and the last movie, number six at the general cinemas was Roxy Carmichael. And that whole name was gone, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, we had, you know, people running into Bloomingdale's grabbing full mannequins dressed. <laughs> You know, roadkill. I mean, even back then we were like, again, I, I don't know what the statute of limitations was, but like kidnap a freshman. We didn't, but they were just grabbing. You had to be creative. They were right. grabbing their brothers. They were people yes. doing, you know, everybody was funny. We had to like cow pies, fresh cow pies and people getting arrested for, for going on people's farms and taking cow pies. Um, but then there were some stupid things that we did, like uh, the the stop sign on a school bus. So there were no Framingham school system stop signs on school buses, all ripped off. Police cruiser lights. Yes, these. Believe it or not, this actually did happen. James Griffin, you did not take cruiser lights. <laughs> don't worry, the statute of limitations are all over. <laughs> don't, don't worry, we. But know let's the get let's get to the meat of this one. Um, so what happened that fateful night? So right? that that fateful night, and again, it's uh you know, one of the grand prizes was the nameplate on Mr. on our principal's school desk. The clock in the cafeteria, so people broke and enter at night, went into the principal's office, broke a skylight, dove in, grabbed the principal's like nameplate and the, the school clock in the cafeteria and you know, to get these points. And unfortunately there were some I'm not gonna say these names because you guys are yeah. pretty successful now and it's like you know we don't want to let them know that you guys are fucking rats <laughs> <laughs> so you know snitches get stitches <laughs> so you, um they just they wanted to see where everybody was because i mean we have 200 people driving around in cars and we're meeting and having fun and dumping fucking mailboxes and huge stashes like in all these drop-off points so we wouldn't get caught by cops and these kids just happen to go to the high school to look for us the silent alarms going off and they arrest all three kids and these kids find a list with my mine and Donna Savage's name on it saying Michael Winter and Donna Savage are not liable for this. You know, we're not telling you to steal anything. Be creative. Well, that totally just <laughs> fucked us, you know? And they came and um, arrested you. They arrested us. They arrested the kids that actually broke and entered at night. There was uh, four of them and they came in and arrested on Halloween of all days. And here I am dressed as Raggedy Ann and Donna Savage's Raggedy Andy. So we we like role reversed and you know here they am you know getting my mug shots like dressed <laughs> as a fucking a doll, you know, and it's like it was not fun. It was you know like you know and having to be like oh here we go my son's you know getting arrested and um everybody including the town everybody dropped the charges except Mr. Flaherty. Uh, it's like he had a Tell fucking hard on. Mr. Flaherty was yeah. our principal. Yes. Everybody, this town, the police, the the school systems, you know, we were just having fun. Every, we were having fun, but he's like, I want to teach these fuckers a lesson, 
and he didn't drop the charges for conspiracy to break and enter at night. And um, at least, you know, he had no leniency, but, you know, it's like, I don't know if he had, like, again, my, fa my father was a very, you know, hard person, you know, and he was like, listen, Winter, you know, Michael, if someone's going to fuck with you in school, you fight him right there. You know, because in, you know, my, I can't tell you how many times my dad had to go sit there when I'm getting suspended, you know, for fighting in the school that he would be, uh, he'd be like, you know what, you're not, you don't do a good enough job protecting these students. I go look at, you know, Boo Boo got, you know, there were stabbings outside <laughs> at our school. There like, were. <laughs> and, you know, like people getting slashed, like stabbed. And he's like, my father's like, the reason I'm going to have him fight there is because you guys will break it up rather than having it happen outside and him getting shot or stabbed or killed. You know, it's funny. <clears throat> I, 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 I think, Ed, if yeah. I may just point out that Pod 617 supports the ragdoll trans community, as if that <laughs> came up earlier. It did. It did. And that's important. We are supportive here. Oh, I am so, uh, yes, so supportive. Yes. Hey, listen, I had no problem. I loved it. I yeah. love cross-dressing. It was so fun. that same Halloween, if you remember, I went as a full-on woman, not <laughs> just a... Dude, Eddie, you were... I, <laughs> dude, you just scarred me with that picture because it's in our... If we can find that in our yearbook, it's in the it yearbook. is priceless because he literally has his foot up like Captain Morgan. And you can... You can you almost kind of see what's going on down there. Thank God he got a Brazilian that day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, just a side note here. Like, you know, I, I always – it's hard for people who didn't grow up in Framingham at that time, especially I would say the south side of Framingham versus the north. It was a tough school. Yeah. It was a tough school. And so you're talking about, like, stabbings. That stuff actually did happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that's different than most schools. I just wanted to kind of put that in there. And you're wondering how both of us, you know, nice Jewish boys turned out okay there. It's because it wasn't as bad as it sounds. But that stuff did happen. Did happen. Um, I'd have to say my craziest memory is more just the fact that I, it wasn't specific, but the fact that there were these parties. And these parties that happened that would be at, obviously at their parents' houses where we would just like hundreds of kids and their parents were obviously gone somewhere. And we would like, I can't imagine the mess that we left behind that would go on for hours and hours and hours through all nights, you know, and, and we would be out till God knows when in the morning that in today's climate, I guess I'm thinking that, A, my parents were never like, where the hell are you? And secondly, that these kids weren't like punished for life. Mm -hmm. After the, what happened afterward. How? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? How? Eddie, do you remember that we would like literally the night started, we would go back and forth from between South and North McDonald's. Yes. Like that was, a, we'd go out there till we found out who was having the party, whether yes. it was on the North side or the South side. And then we would go to that party. Yes. And just <laughs> just yes. rage. And there You're were right though. The, the pieces needed to be picked up. I'm, my cousin Eric had, my cousin Eric and my aunt Marge both remember fondly the party that he threw. I wasn't actually there. But I just heard about the carnage, and it was just like there was a like the top ten list of things broken in the in the place, including like it was like a really nice coffee table. Somebody had taken out a knife and carved their name in there, you know. And that was like the fourth worst thing that happened. Yeah, uh, reminds me. I don't so, know why, but yeah. the vision of, of Anthony Michael Hall stuck under the coffee table in sixteen kids. It's like I just remember right now that I being at a North party with my friend Joe Bagley in high school, and him. We were wrestling, and I went through a fucking wall. And <laughs> in his house? No, this was Joe Egan's house. And next thing you know, I'm going to say the name. It was the older Stelmax were after us. You know, not not the young ones. You know, the I mean, the older ones. And we were kids. We were like, 
you knew the names of Stelmax and the Hardings, and I just remember that Joe and I are like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're going to come on their fucking Harleys, and they're going to kill us, and they were like, they were looking for us. And I just remember being at, you know, Joe Bagley's house and one of the Hardings, Harding brothers, because they were also known as these, like, you know, infamous tough guys yeah. in our town. And, you know, here we are, like, juniors or seniors, and, like, we're, you know, we're like, fuck it, and we're going we're gonna to die for these <laughs> Harley guys, you know, and love Stefan. Stelmack and I love Corey like they were great but the older brothers I was fucking scared shitless of in high school yes and and it's just one of those things where like it kind of leads me to where I want to take this next part is today versus the days when all three of us were in high school and the real big differences so my kid my oldest is going into high school next in the fall and I'm really interested into his experience what it's going to be but there's a lot of things that just the, the accountability, I, I guess the freedom that we had, I felt like at least, back in high school versus today where everything's really monitored and regimented and, and kind of structured and parents are much more involved, I think, than we were. You're, you're not. Yeah, no, I yeah. mean, the, the phones are the, the first thing I thought of. A lot of parents have, you know, GPS on their, on their kids' phones, you know, or can actually monitor the kids' text messages and whatnot. And it start, starts with that. But you're, but you're right. I, I, think, I think probably for the better, well, being a parent, I think probably for the better. So you've had high school kids. Yeah, yeah well, my son, my son Griffin is a junior, and he, he doesn't drink. And I, I don't think that's just something he tells us. He's just made a decision not to drink until he's kind of a rule follower. You know, he's into, he's into plenty of fun yeah. stuff, but he's just a rule follower. So yeah, we don't need to worry about him, but it's been interesting watching him like kind of uh, circle up with his group of friends. But it still seems like everything seems a little nicer and calmer than it was yes. when we were kids. When we were kids, like like you said, Mike, there were these kids you were afraid of. Like that, I can picture my version of that kid. Like there's still this kid, Bernie, who if I saw it today, I would turn around and run the other way. Because <laughs> I'm that afraid. Too, by the way, because I'm just afraid. <laughs> and it just it doesn't seem like I don't know if the culture has gotten nicer or parents just get it's it's one good byproduct of parents really getting more involved in their kids lives i don't know but i but i agree with you Ed. it's yeah. different much different yeah I, it's just it's it's crazy to me to think of cell phones in particular and you know even like the the concept of social media god if we had that i, I would never have had been hired anywhere mm. right that stuff out there forever and like the things that we did and said and do, oh my god that I, was on yeah i I just thought of something, Ed, and this was, um, it was high school years, but it was, I guess it's more of a summer camp part, uh, story. And um, so there was, there were uh, Bones, remember Bones? Yeah, of course. Bones. So Bones was uh, Casanova, and so he was like upstairs with a woman during one of these like trips, these days off we had when we were camp counselors. So someone got the idea to go up and just burst in and, as a joke, take a picture. And we we didn't think they were involved in, in the act of doing anything at the time. So we thought it was relatively harmless. And we, someone ran in, took the picture, and and then realized n it was not a good look. Like it was bad. It was bad. Like like but and like then and it was on my camera. And so I'm like I'm like and so I got people saying, oh, I can't wait to see that picture, man. I can't wait to see the picture, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel kind of bad about it. Bones. Ed, Ed still wants to yeah, see the picture. I do. Let's see it. <laughs> Bones, Where is this picture? Bones is coming at me, going, dude, you got to give me the film. You got to give and. After a couple of days of thinking about it, I gave him the the film, and um, it, every year I go back and forth with, nah, maybe I should have just looked at it. It would have been <laughs> good to see because the girl's kind of hot. Um, 
but uh, my conscience got the best of me. But the reason I bring it up is because these days, uh, unless someone had the wherewithal to immediately delete it, that photo is probably like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm 16 years old at the time. I'm not making good decisions. No, know? no. And that's the thing. Like, we were making awful decisions. Yeah, but there was no cameras watching us. There no. Was, you know, if we had to call our parents, we had to take our pager and go over to the, the phone, you know, the pay phones. The pay phones. We didn't have cell phones. Nope. What the fuck was that? Calling cards. Remember calling yeah, cards? Calling cards. Yeah. yeah. Please, oh I, my had, God. I had that friggin' thing from Radio Shack that we reprogrammed to sound, to put up against the phone to, to it would store numbers, but you could have it make the sound oh, of yeah. like quarters going in. So we had free calls. <laughs> You know, we, we would jimmy those things. <laughs> oh, man. You know, so you brought up the person you're afraid of. I have to tell my bully story. So I never was someone I thought, luckily, knock on wood, through my life that was bullied a lot. But it did happen to me in high school. Uh, not in middle school, not in elementary school, but in high school, freshman year. Um, a guy named Tommy Joyce. Do you remember Tommy <laughs> Joyce, Mike? Yes, absolutely. Right. So I was a freshman, and there's this whole waiting area outside of the cafeteria that people used to like congregate in before they let you out to go to the next period. And I remember he came in and he started just ripping on me in front. And then, of course, the whole place separates, and he's now doing it with a crowd watching and everything. And it was pretty innocuous. He was making fun of like my smile or something and like rubbing his face out. Um, but that one moment, and I probably didn't matter to him for the rest of his career, made me run like hell from him. And I literally like went to my parents and was like, I can't go to school anymore. I've got to go somewhere else and all that. So to the point of like, yes, today's world, that wouldn't happen. And if it did, that kid would be in fucking trouble. Yeah. Because they report that stuff now. And me, it was just like, you know, the snitches get stitches. I was like, oh. I can I, tell by the way you tell the story that it 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 hurt. And like, no, you know, we're, we're, men, we're men here. We don't like to admit admit these things. But And some people think the anti, anti-bullying movement has gone too far. But it, but man, it, it, it does, there's nothing like that kind of pain and fear. Like I had it too. Fear. I, fear, yeah. I had, yeah. A, I had a kid who... Uh, he he was a tiny little kid, but he had this big fat henchman like that, that was always around him, mm-hmm. and they would like sit next to me on the bus and like you know pinch my nipples and stuff and and you know stuff that hurt, but not so bad that it was that I was going to the infirmary or anything. But I was terrified of them, terrified. And then I had a, a paper, an afternoon paper route. I had to go, and I knew these kids were on the route, and so I I, I with incredible fear and trepidation did I did I make it later finding out that my mom was actually trailing me in a car because she was going to beat the oh shit out God. of the kid if he, yeah but she didn't want to be like that mom and have the right. other kids see her right anyway so but man it's there there's nothing like that kind of pain and fear yeah, and to your point if i saw tommy joyce today i'd run yeah. you know um eddie could probably vouch for this i'm going to say this is that uh you know when I was a motivational speaker for the Governor's Alliance Against Drugs and the Massachusetts mm-hmm. Interscholastic Athletic yeah. Association. And one of the biggest topics I talked about is is um, bullying because I, I could probably vouch, like my freshman and sophomore year, there was probably nobody in that school bullied as uh, He got it. Mike bad. got it. Yeah. You know, I was involved in every sport and I was in the band, but I also had a very religious brother that went to school with us and a lot of people, the elder classmen would make fun of him because my brother had He's the, Hasidic. Hasidic. Yeah. And he had you know, and we were on the South Side, there weren't like we had not as many Jews as there were on the North Side, but very true. And my brother was, you know, going to school in a dress shirt, pants pulled up almost to his stomach, math club president, chess president, and going to Hebrew high school after high school and people would uh think that you are your brother, you're a fucking geek. 
you know, and I love David to death. And my brother would give these announcements, and I would, and I would, you know, first day and you know, freshman, my brother's like, "There's a math club meeting," and like his voice would rupture like Peter Brady because he had the worst allergies. And here I am, this you know, fat, you know, thirty eight waist uh, kid that's you know already you know, playing football with braces out to here, like, you know, the big fucking braces that you can't close your lips. And, and I got hazed. Like you cannot believe like, you know, again, which could never happen. No, it, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I hear about these people. And I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, a, I get, you know, yeah, you know, I got fucking spanked for my dad and I got, you know, and it's almost funny that I was more scared sometimes. I remember my father being like, you need to take a shower at football. I'm fresh, dude, no freshmen took showers because we're so underdeveloped and I would go in there and just get friggin' urinated on, you know, because I was more scared to go home to I my- I played, so I, I can say I played freshman football with Mike and th this is true. Yeah. This is true. I mean, it's you know, terrible. I was, I was yeah. more scared to go home with my, yeah. my father. So I would go in there and like, you know, they're peeing in my shampoo bottles, you know, the, cause I'm the only freshman taking a shower with seeing it cause I'm more scared to go home to my father dirty than I was to, yeah. you know, take a shower and like, you know, but there were some classmen that they say, you know, it's funny. I talked to them years later, like, no, we loved you that, you know, they would, I was a freshman. They'd be like, call my parents. Like we have a football meeting on Friday night, a day before game. And I'm a freshman. And they would be like, we need him to dress up. And they would call my parents, put me up in a dress shirt, dress pants, and bring me to a fucking senior party. I'm this little freshman, the only one there. All the kids, the other freshmen think I'm the coolest kid because I got to go to senior parties, but I was their little fucking joke. And they'd, you know, make me the anchor man in drinking games and where they would then throw me out onto my yeah. grass, like blackout drunk. And, yeah. you know, and my parents having to deal with this, you know, like, you're going to get kicked off the team. I'm like, you know, and I'm throwing up you know, and drunk. And, you know, what's funny is, is like, we've all just shared something. I didn't anticipate this going this yeah. way. But it's I, I I'm it's like this vulnerability that you know even talking about my bullying and hearing you talking about it and Dave talking about it, I hadn't thought about that for years. And thinking about it makes me say that that's one of the advantages today versus long ago, mm -hmm. right? When we were kids, that is something that is just not okay. And it's as a 46 year old man affects me to this day. Yeah. Can you imagine your, if you found out that your son was being bullied? Just, uh, just the the first sort of visceral emotion you would fear. You'd want to like kill. kill yeah, you would. I know you. Yes, <laughs> but um, it was. I'll tell a quick a quick story yeah. about. Um, I had uh, still have uncle my my uncle Rudy is kind of strong, silent type jock and just kind of a tough guy. And so his daughter is uh, my cousin Kelly. And when Kelly was you know in the third grade or something. There was this big fat kid named uh, I forget uh, Pedro Maldonado. Okay, we'll call him Pedro. <laughs> yeah, for the sake of the story, just call him Pedro. Uh, Maybe you guys had Pedro, right? Yeah, so we, have a, we had a Pedro. So he used to he he figured out that Kelly was afraid of germs, or she had a thing about germs, and so he used to like sit his big fat butt on her seat and like you know wiggle his butt back and forth to like spread these imaginary uh. germs, and she would cry and cry and cry, and so Kelly comes home and she's telling her parents this and, and my aunt Marge is trying to be really you know uh, very sympathetic but also trying to figure out the problem like so what is you know what and, and his name what's his name and like what you know what class are you in and, and Rudy my uncle Rudy looks at her and says where does he live <laughs> <laughs> right and I don't know what Rudy did yeah. exactly but I think some guys in ties with last names like bag of donuts <laughs> showed up at the door you know what I'm 
one of the worst things that I remember, and I remember Peter Pavlorakis, yes. and, and I love him. Yes. He, he was the big wrestling star. Big, he was yeah. like the yeah. state champion yeah. other than like Bill Cunahan. Yeah. Remember that name from yeah. Dedham? Yeah. And this guy was ridiculously huge. He would, he he had a thing with popping kids, other kids' pimples. It was weird. But he would... Um, he would every Wednesday and Friday make me meet him in the bathroom and I had to fight him and he'd box me and he'd fight me. And I mean, literally, I mean, I'm talking black eyes every week and going home to my pet. What happened? I hurt myself at football, a training and this and that. And he would literally beat the shit out of me, but I would have to box. And I just remember this. I'm going to say that again. I'm not trying I don't think it, because he didn't haze me is that I remember that after the very next year, Dave Getson was going to be the captain. And he brought Dave Getson in the bathroom and he goes, he goes, I want you to take this on that every Wednesday and Friday you're gonna you're gonna fight winter. And he Getson took a step towards me and I just fucking punched him in the mouth. And he's like, looked at me, he's like, I wasn't gonna do anything. And he's like, and yeah. he's like, and he, and, he, and he never was that guy. He was never, you know, Getson would break your balls, but he was never somebody that would haze you. And he just, he didn't. Yeah. He never gave me shit. I punched him in the face because I'm yeah. like, I'm not fucking going through yeah. another year of this. And I was at a party, my after my senior year, 19 years old, and Peter came there. He's like, go get me a burger. I said, okay. I went to McDonald's, grabbed a burger. I spit a lungy in it. <laughs> and I go, here's your fucking burger. And then he brought me outside, and like they were joking around. They were first like slapping us around. They brought me over, and he goes, see this right here? See this? He goes, I didn't want, I loved you. You were, I went through the same shit you did. And, you know, I wanted you to stand up for yourself. I wanted you to be a guy that would stand up for yourself. My father always taught me to stand up for myself. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking four years older than me. You're built like a brick shit house. That's not what I learned. Right. And I go, Peter, I go, and I said this to him. I go, do you think that I gave it back to anybody else? And I said, no, I never did what you did to me, man. And he's like, you know, and I, I go, it wasn't right what you did to me. But and I go, you know you, what? Man. I'm just like, I respect. I, and I called him. I go, if you want to fight, let's fight right now. Like I was a man now. Like now I'm the same size yeah. as him. You know, looking at a guy and I'm like, you know, in my 20s, I'm already working on Lanzo Street and I already been in numerous fucking street fights. And like, you know, now it's like I, I had the ball. So I just, and he goes, this is what I wanted, man. I just wanted you. I go, I was such a happy kid smiling. And you took that smile away from me. You know, that sucks. That sucks Mike, to hear. Do, Mike, do you think that we haven't gone into all the detail on this particular episode, but Mike's a very successful guy. I don't know if we mentioned at the yeah. top, uh, you know, uh, owns restaurants and, and knows uh, celebrities in town and the whole deal. Do you think your career is is driven in part by the struggles? I mean, it, it's I think it's pretty brave of you just to tell us today everything you went through as a young man. I mean, I, I just keep shaking my head going, Jesus Christ, I thought I had it bad, you know, getting picked on here and there. Does it drive you? Is that is that yeah. sort of become part of your wiring to like? You know, it's still to this day there's certain parts of me that you know, like I said, I stick up for my friends and family, and I unfortunately, have been screwed in business because a lot of times I didn't stick up for myself, like going after the proper contract that I deserved, you know, and I should have been smarter and always had a lawyer on certain things on certain contracts to protect myself where I signed away, um, and I still see that same bullying in that aspect. But I do feel that, you know, the lessons we learned as young children about, you know, just, you know, respecting elders more, not feeling that, you know, that we're, that we deserve everything. And if, you know, hardworking, you know, working at 14 years old where kids nowadays, they work in one place and if they, if they're not feel the treat right, they quit instantly, you know, go on to the next job, like, you know, and, you know, we got to the, we talk about social media. I'm going to go there real quickly that, you know, 
I, I still, as much as it was a younger generation, I got involved with the social media. I learned to PR myself. Like if I was in there with a celebrity, the funny thing is all of a sudden, oh wow, how did they get this picture? I sent it. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I was, you know, my friends called me Starfucker because I literally would PR myself because I knew before social media that it was very important to build a name and build a brand yeah. for yourself. And you know, where I would be in the Herald every other week or I'd have, you know, all these reporters calling me like, okay, who did you have the club this week? I'm like, oh well I have a picture here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know I you know I'd PR I'd PR myself, you know, pretty well. And I mean, it, you know, sometimes they say no, you know, bad PR is still good. PR. Yeah. I mean, whether yeah, it was, yeah. you know, the Juliet, Edel, you know, Julian Edelman scandal, the, you know, with that, with the oh, Snapchat. Yes. All right. Wait, we got to stop because <laughs> I, we got to stay focused. Because oh, that, that, if that goes there, that could learn into a whole nother thing. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm here to tell you about an affliction that affects millions of Americans every year. It's growing, and there's no end in sight. I'm talking, of course, about podcast envy. Hi, I'm George. I suffered from podcast envy. Sure, I had a podcast, but it wasn't the biggest deal. It was just insignificant compared to other podcasts. I felt so inadequate. Hi, I'm Buck. I felt myself consistently looking at other podcasts. They seemed so massive. My friends and I were finally able to conquer podcast envy when I found the Boston Podcast Network. They gave us a new podcast, a mighty powerful one too. They even gave it a name, Shawshanked. We finally had a podcast, one we could hold up high and be proud of. We were now able to whip out our podcast and expose it publicly. Thousands of people received our podcast on the internet on pod617.com. Some enjoy our podcast in bits and spurts. Many prefer to swallow it whole. Either way, don't wait any longer. Please act now. End your own podcast envy. Go to pod617.com and take hold of your own podcast. Find our podcast Shawshank. See if you can handle it. Don't be ashamed of your little podcast. Get a big one at pod617.com. Thousands of people received our podcast, spraying it all over their Oh, oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So back to high school here. Now, we went down some pretty... I didn't realize it was going to turn into The View, but it did for all of Sorry. us. Yeah, no, no. I'm where with you. I, I put it out there as well. Um, let's go to something more fun. Girls. Okay. High school. I'm going to just put it out there. I've said on prior, the camp podcast, an example. I was below average with girls <laughs> in high school. Below. Um, I had delusions of grandeur, you know, about my standing. Um, but to me, girls was one of the best things about high school still. Um, you know, there's, there's the, I guess, the pecking order in your brain of where these girls came down and who was what and where. Mike and I were, and I, I, if I'm speaking out of turn for you, stop me here, but Mike and I were not the popular kids, exactly. Turn up the girls. Um, we're not the popular kids. We weren't the geeks. We were kind of somewhere in the middle. I thought I would say, and we had a we weren't part of any cliques either. We kind of were part of like everything. We were friends with the sportos. We were friends with the geeks. We were friends with everybody. Um, but we also, at least I'll say this for me, I got friend zoned in in high school more than more than anywhere else, which is why camp was such a respite for me. Um, but I definitely had my crushes, and I'm going to tell you my story. Um, and I'd love for you to tell a bit of yours. But here's is a um, you talk about putting yourselves out there. I'm going to do it. Who knows if she's even listening? 
I had the biggest crush on a girl named Donna Savage in high school, who you're a restmate. You mentioned earlier in your scavenger hunt. And the confidence I had at camp, I did not possess in high school with girls. And I was terrified. And we would talk a lot. And she was my buddy, quote unquote, and all that. But inside, I was just like, I love you, you know, the whole time. So here's how, here's how you talk about potentially missed opportunities. Last day of school, we got our yearbooks. And she signs my yearbook. And I didn't read it until, you know, a couple of days later. I was going off to camp that summer. And then I was going to Ithaca College, which is in upstate New York. And I read it her. I go to hers immediately as soon as I sat down to read it. And she wrote something. And I don't know to this day if she was joking or if she wasn't. But she said, it's a shame you never asked me out. Oh, no. Oh, dude, drop the ball. <laughs> Literally in there. Now, I don't know if that was joking or if that was real. But my heart just like jumped out of my chest. And it was like, I fucking blew it. I fucking blew it. You know, is that, is that even worse? Is that even worse than just kind of being eternally in the friend zone? I think it kind of is. Yes. That, that's happened to me before once. I, I remember being fifteen or sixteen and like kind of going over some girl's house that I was into, and but I I was sure that I was just a friend to her. And years later, I asked her, you know, remember that day I came over? She goes, yeah, I, I don't know why you didn't try anything. Like, we were alone oh. in the house, and I was like, oh. no! <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it, that was just one of them that stung. But, you know, look, I was friends, and you were friends with all the cool girls, all the hot girls, all that. But that was the problem. I was friends with them. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> you know, um, it's funny because I f there was so many missed opportunities in in high school for you know a few years because I was so and I I don't know if I'd say like infatuate I just really you know because she would have boyfriends and she we would you know sometimes and I'm not trying to blow up her spot but. Um, we would kiss or something and she would give me just enough to make sure that I wouldn't go off with another girl <laughs> and she would have all of her boyfriends that always be there when she fell but uh and she ended up being just such an amazing friend over the years it was like and now she truly is because I hold on to that you know high school friendship for many years but I gotta say the Bond sisters oh my god dude and you know yes, Eddie like I yes, absolutely because I think yes. you I think you actually came to my brother's bar mitzvah of course I did. and, yes, I, and yeah. I brought Kathy with yeah. me and I just you know she was you know, just such a, you know, beautiful person, a beautiful Very girl. flirtatious, very, too, if yes. I remember right. But she just, she knew how to use her eyes. She was just very, you know, again, it's like, you know, I say for our high school, she was very exotic. Yes. You know, because she had that mixed... Uh, Korean and something yes. else. No, that's not where I got my Asian fetish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, I think about, like, it was also different back then because... It, it felt a little bit more innocent than I think today is with all the media and everything where kids are seeing stuff a lot sooner. It, it felt it more, I don't know why, but it definitely wasn't because we were it, pervs. No, but everything was innocent. We didn't have to worry about school shootings. We didn't right. have to worry about, uh, um, dude, like nobody from our class at the time committed suicide. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it wasn't until, it's funny, like till like four years later that it started happening yeah and you know like the psychology behind it like and then I, like i said nowadays it's you know it's, i feel that you know social media has ruined society i don't I you know we know it. that we can't yeah. say it enough yeah. you know as much as it helps us that we learned that we need it for our branding and our own lives for our businesses or anything else like how this podcast will get out yeah is because you are your own brand ed and yes. like the same thing and you know and you know nowadays these all you know, these kids 
that they have as much as they all have to worry about that, then they've also sat home and they don't go out and play like we did. They don't go. They out. don't talk. Yeah, they don't. They're they don't socially talk. inept. And they 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 snap each other mm-hmm. and they don't talk to each other. And, and which in return is like in the real world, twenty years, 10, 10, 15 years now, when they need these ultra ultra salesmen, they're going to have to go to the fifty and sixty year olds that are ready to retire and be like, we need you because this dying craft of communication of real social communica- communication is dying the art of conversation is dying yeah you hear that people yeah. more podcasts yes more yes. podcasts yeah. but these kids are amazingly <laughs> you know when they sit there and they're playing video games having co- real conversations but they, in person to person they don't they know don't how do to it. do it they don't know how to they, do you it. know they could sit there and they'll, they'll sit there and be at a restaurant date and be on their phone in their 20s and not acting in conversation but they can go home and pick up and talk to her an hour later on the phone it's and so that's true it's also where the bullying went yeah. the bullying yes. went from the schoolyard to online, to online. and it's even scarier yeah. sometimes yeah. yeah all right moving on from girls um let's talk wait call. i have to yeah. ask one more yeah. question before yeah. you move on from girls so do you guys ever i mean talk talk about girls and social media do you guys like, who did you say were the gorgeous sisters, the Bond sisters or something? Yeah, yes. Do you ever look yeah. them up on social media? So absolutely. You, <laughs> this was my girlfriend in junior high, who I who I'm Whoa. showing you a picture. Yeah, her name's Sam Bryant, and shout out Sam. She's in California, absolute sweetheart, and <laughs> and she looks absolutely. <laughs> I I just friended her maybe a few years ago. I was like, that's what she looks like now. Oh my wow, god! Look at her eyes. I know. Yeah. Great smile. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. smile. Beautiful. Yep. So, Ultimate uh, milf. So absolutely. <laughs> look, uh, there was other girls. I obviously crushed on over the years Kathy being one of them I um, remember yeah, that you yeah, liked her too yeah, the, same, yeah. the same time that I did oh yeah and uh, of course I look them up now and some of them I'm like ha 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 you know not bad on you but some of them I'm like holy crap time has served <laughs> you, you well you, you know friend. it's funny have you guys found out that you know women in their 40s like I mean I think about our when I was young and I go I look at our moms I'm like you know not not you mom but I'm just yeah. saying Moms in general, oh, that yeah. when we were in high school, they weren't. No, they look the like way, moms. They look like moms. Yeah, yeah. chubby. Yeah, it, it, yeah. The women nowadays, and there, and I think it's, and that is also because of social media. They measure themselves up to these younger women and have this dysmorphic disorder. But the thirty-five to forty to fifty, they are taking such good care of themselves. That's true. And mm-hmm. it is. I mean, I look at these women. I'm like, oh my god, and the transformation they. Are amazing. You're so right. You're so right. You know, although there was one mom that I have <laughs> to say that that you will all know in this room uh, that I thought was pretty hot. That was Jason Stone's mom. Uh, <laughs> 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 but that's another story for another day. Okay, so let's talk about when you get to junior and senior year. That's when cars and clothes came in, you know, to the picture and how much it mattered in high school. So I, (laughs) my first car was a no paint on it, just silver metal Ford Escort that you could hear me coming a thousand miles away. But you had kids pulling up in, you know, Pontiacs and, you know, GTs and, you know, Trans Ams. Monte Carlo SS, Fanaro. Right, Fanaro with the Monte Carlo SS, like all this stuff. Griffin, they'd have the Mustangs. Like I shudder at the thought of a, as a parent that in two years from now, my kid is going to be driving, right? Because I think about some of the horrific cars that I was in, stuff that was going on in those cars. Dave, please tell me as a parent, does that get any better? 
I, yeah, I think so. You mean like the, all the, the messiness and craziness? The, the like the driving like idiots does. and like doing stupid shit they do, shouldn't be Again, doing? Yeah, and I might be the wrong guy to ask because my son's a rule follower. So like I taught him how to drive. And that, and I can imagine your, so from what I know of your son, Eddie, he, he'll be responsible. He'll want to be responsible. Yes, you know, I, I can tell he, he, he uh, there were certain things that, it seems like he's the kind of kid, he, he wants to get things right. And, yes. and he might get a little nervous if he doesn't. That's like my kid. So... Yeah, my kids. He is. He already has a nicer car than I do. It's cleaner than my car, and he and he's a good driver. So I haven't heard a lot of the yeah the crazy like uh, you know cars veering off and you know hitting telephone poles and you know fil- we used to fil- race Doritos and stuff. Yeah, that's oh I I remember doing that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, you know Eddie. Real again, smart. I, I'm gonna go <laughs> back and forth real quick. You know, it's funny. I, I thank God I had the parents that were open. And I remember my mom specifically being like, I don't care if you get drunk. Do not drive and call me. And I would call from that at a party and be like, I'm drunk. And they, whatever car I'd have, they'd come and pick me up. I mean, but nowadays these kids have Uber. As, yeah. long, and it, as long as a parent has open communication and just says, listen, you're probably going to make mistakes. Be honest with me. And here, you know, here's an Uber app and I will always cover it and not ask you that question to know that you're responsible and not get in an accident. Because again, a lot of the times, like, again, I hear about your son and I'm going to say this a lot of the times, again, when I would, when I would speak on behalf of children and parents and a lot of times is not having the communication is for a lot of kids, it could be a yet, you know what I mean? It could be a yet. Okay. And next, you know, he f- meets that one kid in high school. That's a, a little bit more advanced, you know, into the social scene. And then he feels that pressure. Like I have to do this. I'm going to do this. And you know, if that responsibility, again, we didn't have Uber and, you know, having that app is also a benefit, you know, nowadays yeah. rather than us taking the risk being like, I'm fucking stoned. I'm drunk. Right. I'm going to drive home from this keg party. Yes. So here's a story about that real quick. So Kenny Avalos, a friend of both of ours had a big party at his house one night. We all spent the night there. The next morning, still kind of messed up. He drove me, he was driving me home with some other people in the car. At the very top of my street, it was snowy out and icy. He crashes into someone's front front lawn on the top of my street. And you'd see how what idiots you are at that age. We all got out of the car and ran. Left the car. <laughs> Left the car. <laughs> Including the driver? No, he ran too. He ran too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell we thought was going to come from that, <laughs> but you know, oh, oh god. my god, just idiots. All right, clothes. So in high school, I have to say the uniform was the jeans, spike jeans at the bottom. If you don't know what spike jeans were, and Dave, I don't know if you did this. I went to private school. I'm going to have a different take all on right, this altogether. Okay. All but right. go ahead. You had to fold the bottom of your jean. To the right, Sorry, then roll Dave, it we up. were the poor Jews. Right, that's right. And then roll it up, roll it up nice and tight on the bottom so your pants tapered at the bottom, which was the move, right? Baseball hat, for sure. We we were all in the Beastie Boys phase. Right, Let's yes, just say, yeah. uh, you know, we had the zip up, you know, yeah. or Eddie, Eddie with his famous turtlenecks wearing his gold chain outside, <laughs> or champion, champion shirts. Which Champions, yeah, yeah, com- yeah. Coming back. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. And of course, we all rocked the mullets. Oh my oh. God. Like, you, you know, I've famously talked about how awful no, my you mullet had a, was. I had the rat tail, bro. No, you had a mullet too, dude. <laughs> that was definitely party, you know, party in the back and business up front. And I, do you know, I, at some points I'd have the shaved head with a ponytail in the back. I was more the, you know, the Donnie Wahlberg type, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we all wanted to be the Beastie Boys. That's right. The girls had the hair poofed up to the nth degree with the Aquanet oh. hairspray nonsense. Yeah. I remember Benetton, you know, being a big brand at one point. Do you? The jams, skids. Jams, skids, <laughs> yes. Oh, and, you know, you know what came back to that we used to wear is gazelles. 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 Oh, hold on. What about the Z Cavaricci and the Jabros? You know, <laughs> you know, and I, I at one point, like I legitimately Jerbo jeans. Yeah, you remember I, those days? I legitimately wore Bobby Brown gold tip shoes and had MC Hammer pants. Like I remember that, dude. <laughs> I remember Parach- parachute pants, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did wear those. We at my I went to Milton Academy. I was a loser, but um we we weren't allowed to wear jeans or t shirts, which was like, you know, obviously just during the week when I was there at school but so it was torture but as a result we had to wear these sweats a lot of people wore these sweat they're called sweats by EB do you remember these they had a single line down the side of the of the leg like a pinstripe yes you remember I do those? I do and so they came in just regular like they were kind of a cousin of MC Hammer's parachute pants if you got them a little baggy you basically look like MC Hammer uh and then it was like, oh, uh, the Izods. The Izods were huge. But it, where, of course, I, I went to prep school, so I don't know if you guys owned any. They're, like they're much popular now. Like, again, <laughs> we, we wanted to be more, you know, like uh, Beastie Boyish is the best it, way to it, say it. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, my, by my senior, I thought I was MC Search. You know, I got <laughs> third base. You know, third, I, I did. Yeah. Like, I, I literally, I, before, like, they even had it over at, like, carnivals, I got my pants, like, spray painted, and I had, like, Tasmanian Devil go down he one really side. Did. Mike had a MC problem with yeah. this back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least on my list sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I talked again in the camp episode, how about at home, I was okay at sports at camp. I, that turned into Michael Jordan, you know, for sure. But, I, but I did love sports. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, I did play freshman football. I was way too small to continue beyond that point, but I will say our freshman football team went undefeated yes, for the did. record, for the record. Rank, probably ranked, uh, top tops in the state or near top of the state. Is that, is that right? We, you guys were we, division one, right? Yeah, uh, Framingham? No, at the time no? we oh. weren't because okay, it was not. Framingham South and now it is when they joined, oh, okay. yep. but we were, we're undefeated. We had an awesome team. Um, but what I did, you know, surprisingly, you know, like I'm sure a lot of kids and maybe Mike, your story is different or Dave, yours is. In the other seasons, I, I went the, the one season I ever played that I, I went the path of the least resistance. I wanted to get to varsity as quick as possible, starting as a freshman. So I played lacrosse. Lacrosse isn't like what it was, it is today, where kids are playing much younger. We didn't start playing lacrosse until we were in high school. We didn't even know the rules. And I knew that no one wanted to play goalie, right? Because it hurt. Right. And so I was like, no one's playing goalie. That's my quickest ticket to get to play and to get to varsity. So that's what I did. And I played up through up to senior year when Mike referenced earlier, we all kind of quit everything. But, you know, and and I actually enjoyed lacrosse and it's not the broish kind of elitish thing that it is today for sure. But I just love that camaraderie. I love the fun of it. Um, You know, Mike, yeah, they did some horrific shit to us in football, but I did love it. I got to be honest with you. I played football because I wanted the jersey and the mm-hmm. jacket. I didn't really. It wasn't for the love of the game. I definitely wanted the jacket too. Yeah, our, well, letter, Eddie, our Eddie letter jackets. Ja- anything, were cool, yeah. anything that Eddie knew could be an advantage with the females. Yes, back then, exactly. Was a, he's like, exactly. And that's why that again, lacrosse. Jacket. The lacrosse jackets were the windbreakers that were sweet. 
Mm, nice. You want to know what a cheese ball I was? I had the name Edman on the side. <laughs> Not, but, right. but that's the thing. We got that jacket as a freshman. Yeah. Because I played freshman lacrosse yeah, too. Yeah. And, you know, we get jackets where, where you know, football, you don't get it till your sophomore, junior that's year. That's right. If you get, the, that's get right. the varsity time. That's right. That's right. You know. So, you know, it, it was pretty serious though. We had to go to the weight room. We had to do like in lacrosse. We played off season inside, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want, do you know um, your son, Ed, will he play, if you had to predict in high school, like, will he, will he play uh, well for no, varsity, this he doesn't or that, like not team necessarily? Sports. He's, you know, so he just got his black belt. He's big into nice. karate. Yep. Yes. Yes. Eight I, years of that he's been doing up I did karate yeah. going into high school. Yeah. I did, I did show, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> go, Jack, go. Go, Jack, go. Um, my daughter is more into the team sports, though, and... No, that's the other thing. Um, you definitely had, I felt there was like a class system. You had the football and the cross, which were considered, I guess, cooler. Um, that's why I wanted to do them, to be yeah, honest we with you. F- go against all the soccer players. Right. And then, exactly. Then you had soccer and the like pompous you know, right. ass soccer yes. players. I thought they were the king shit. Right. Yeah, exactly. I can report one sort of changing of the guard, at least in, in Sharon High, um, <clears throat> where my son Entering goes. Sharon. Entering Sharon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it never gets old. So he played, um, uh, baseball and basketball and played both at the JV level and was good and was probably like a, in hoops. He was probably like, you know, the sixth best player in his grade and enjoyed it and everything, but got to a point where it was it was just too much. It was, um, you know, basketball is year round. A lot of kids are playing year round, you know, AAU and everything else. And it just so happened he just didn't dig um, the what was going on in terms of the coach. Maybe maybe it was the coaches. I don't want to single out any coaches and call them out or anything, but he kind of didn't like the whole vibe of the team. And the ultimate disc team was like gaining popularity to the point where this year... You're like ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, ultimate Frisbee, right? Really? Yeah, well, you, they call it ultimate disc. Uh-huh. You know why? Um, no, I'd love to... Is this some fr- PC shit? No, right. no, <laughs> no, it's not that at all. Actually, just Frisbee is owned by the Whammo company, so it, that's a... That's a brand name. Ah, Frisbee's a brand name. I thought you were going to say it's offending yeah. some people in the West Indies or something. Yes, the Fris- the, Fris- <laughs> the Frisbee the Frisbee Indians right, of the Appalachians. Yeah. Right, yeah. Those poor Frisbees. Right. No, uh, so, but can I tell you, I'm, I'm proud of him because he, he, he tried these, these sports, you know, essentially varsity level for a couple years, and then he migrated towards something that he enjoys doing. There, there are twice as many uh, disc players uh, as there are baseball players. Can you believe that? No. And, and, and now yeah. they yeah. have the high school gaming teams that are yes growing <laughs> more popular than any other sport in the you know yes you know the EA sports are ridiculous and they you know they have the high school teams that are competing now and though some of those high school teams they compete also at going against pros, which is absolutely amazing. You know, seeing some, you know, even younger kids that are actually just beating the hell out of guys. I, I often wonder with all this, like the different changes today, if I would have liked high school like I did today. I, I don't you, think if you would look at it, yeah, if you went yeah, back right now, yeah. I, I don't think I would. Hmm. I don't think I would. Why? Why? It's, it's way too regimented for me. It's way too programmed. Everything is scheduled. The, yes. Their whole lives, you know, starting from when they're little, just a ton more structure. And yeah, some of the more fun times you have are the random times like you know you go over you get on your bike and ride over to, right. to Aaron's house or whatever um, and you end up 
exploring and using your imagination more. My brothers and I used to make up all kinds of games. You know, it might have involved a wiffle ball or a frisbee or whatever the hell we had and draw lines and make up rules. It seems like that doesn't exist because, like, by the time they're done, you know, playing their third basketball game of the day, they probably just want to go back and play video games, and there's none of that. Yeah. And there's none of that, like, sneaking behind old man, you know, Winslow's yard and running from his dog and all that kind of stuff. No, I mean, there was so much unsupervised freedom, I guess is the best way to say it. We had... And our parents, as a parent today, I'd be freaked out by it. And and you know what's funny is, like, I'm sure you guys got this years later, is that your parents would say, I knew. Yeah. Oh, my mother, totally. And they would just be like, and I'm like, we knew. Like, we knew you were coming in and, you know, just, they gave us that freedom. And that's gone. And, you know, it's it's totally gone. And they can't, you know, like just us staying out and, you know, or my father, dude, I remember my father, if you don't make it in by one o'clock, you're sleeping in your fucking car. And I'm a senior in high school and I'm sleeping in my Oldsmobile Forenza, (laughs) you know what I mean? Which, and I would sleep, you know, like just saying like, you have to stay out of the house. Yeah. You know, like he was a very, you can't see that, that, that could not happen. You know, and the other thing is it's like, you know, funny, like even with the spankings where, you know, I remember, and I'm going to say Dr. Tatami, um, bring in my father and then my little brother was the last one. And, you know, he brought my father and he goes, listen, your son said you're spanking him. And, he, and he's like, listen, I spank my kids, but my kids aren't ratting me out. So he was like, I'm giving you this warning. Do not hit your kid ever again. If he reports you, I'm going to have to report you. And my, just my father never, you know, coming from being a first generation American, you know, that, you know, he, sorry, he was, you know, you know, born, not born here. He's, you know, and then he, he went, he was, that's how they ruled by the fucking, you know, my dad coming down the hall with a belt, yeah, like slapping yeah. it. And my father was, it was like, we were a team. If one kid fucked up, he's, all three of us got it. You know, again, you grew up in a three, three boys, boys also. Too, so, yep, I yep. mean, I don't know, Alfred, did no, he? Did no, he, Alvin. And no, Alvin, he did sorry. not. He did not. Yeah. Um, but my mom hit me. My mom spank, spanked me, but it was fine. It yeah. was fine. That's what you did back then. I got oh, spanked. Dude, my mom would spank yeah. me and I would, you know, pull my shirt out like I had big boobs and like mock her. <laughs> it was terrible, dude. I was poor Myrna. <laughs> this has been awesome. This has been so fun. A blast. Mike, thanks for coming in today. Dave, thank you for being you. Love it, man. One of your um, best ever. Yeah, oh, I loved it. It's great. Until next time, my friends, check me out. Instagram at Ed Nathanson, Twitter at Ed Nathanson, LinkedIn, Ed Nathanson, my website, redpilltalent.com. This has been an episode of Are You Not Entertained, where we talked high school. Girls, pegged pants. Donna Savage, where are you? Right, exactly. Till next time, I ask, are you not entertained? Ah!